When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's see what we got here. And let me go ahead and get ready here. All right, everybody. We are continuing our partnership with Universal doing black cinema from their catalog. And as we said, the timing couldn't have been more perfect because we are starting to do more retro reviews. So I decided to pick from their catalog, one that was offered up on the list, a movie I enjoyed back in the day very much. And I decided to do a retro review with this. But the, the odd thing with this is that I can't say it was really that, that much back in the day. Some people even say, I don't think it's even that much back in the day to do a retro review on. Cruising down the street in my 6 foot. Hey, that was dope, eh? You're listening to Compton's very own Ice Cube, Easy e and Dr. Dre. I gotta tell you, you are witnessing history. People are scared of you guys. You have a unique voice. The world needs to hear. They want NWA? Let's give them NWA. This is only the tip of the iceberg, gentlemen. What's going on? What do you have in that bag? Are you kidding me? You can't take that in the bus. This song glamorized gangs and drugs. Our art is a reflection of our reality. You guys supposed to be somewhere? These are artists. Rap is not an art. You cannot come down here and harass my clients because of what they look like. I promise you, things gonna be different from here on out. Listen, to be honest with you, I don't know anything about hip hop, but I know that you're special. You want to be involved with this gangster life? Here we go. Speak a little truth and people lose their mind. This isn't the Crips and Bloods. This is a threat from the federal government. <laughs> Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, and the rest of those motherfuckers. <laughs> no, no, those other guys. Those other guys. Yeah, yeah. Who they were. <laughs> there was a couple of black IPs. Yeah. 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 Like, who were those guys again? <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of those black dudes that did stuff with them. But yeah, folks, so this is Strata Compton. Now, this came out in 2015. I guess about what, uh, <laughs> seven, six years, six, seven, six, seven years yeah. ago, six years ago. So really not that long ago. But being that this was on the list, I did want to talk about this. And the reason why I picked it is because NWA, whatever you say about them, you don't even have to like them. But you cannot deny that they were very much ahead of their time. Created a whole genre, pretty much. And they are they, and, and today, because they were so ahead of their time, they are very relevant. And this movie, because it's about them, remains relevant. But... It really hits hard today for for a very specific reason. You know, the movies, you know, the NWA and their lyrics and their songs and whatnot have always been out there addressing things that continue to happen today. And they were trying to put it out in the forefront back then. But I want to talk about this movie because, uh, well, we're doing these reviews for Black History Month. And being as Black History Month, it's important to talk about certain things that affect the black community and... <clears throat> Who better and what better movie to talk about those things that are still affecting very uh, large parts of the black community than Strata Compton? 
because they address a lot of those things. They addressed those things a long time ago. And we still ain't done a damn thing about them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but hey, we, I, I imagine we're getting better. But let's go ahead and get get into this. I wanna I wanna talk about the you know how this movie is so relevant today, as I keep saying, but also why it's so different from so many other biopics out there, especially biopics about music music and musicians. You know, because this speaks bigger. It speaks to something bigger than just one person's life. You know, this this addresses several issues that are still happening today, as I said. So, you know, it stands out because of that. But we're going to go into detail as to, you know, more, more reasons why. And this is going to be a discussion for a lot of people who have already seen the movie. You know, we're going to go into details about things that might be spoilery. Mm. Oh, we're going to go into details about things that you might not really know that much about unless you've seen the movie. And we don't want to spend a whole lot of time going into, into details that that'll weigh the discussion down. So if you haven't seen the movie, definitely go check it out. Uh, I think I might even have you see it at the end of the video. I have a code for people to get the video from Universal uh, if you want to buy it from them with special features and whatnot. Oh, nice. But let's go ahead and uh, get into the movie right here. So as many know, this is the... This is the, 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 the biopic of what they say the, is the world's probably most notorious band, NWA, which uh, stands for what, Chris? N-words with attitude. Nice guys with attitude. I love those guys. <laughs> no white people allowed. I guess. I guess I'm not going in there. Huh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just let's just put it out there. Niggas with attitude mm. is what they were called. They were before you even heard any music. The name was even. A little too edgy for people out there. Uh, this is about how they became to be the world's most notorious band. What put them out there? Their music, their lives. And as with all uh, biopics, the ups and downs of their lives and careers. And it's, listen, this is a, this is a long movie. I think I saw a, a, a different cut than what was in in the theater because really? the movie is supposed to be two hours and twenty seven minutes. I saw a cut today that was two hours and forty six minutes. Oh, yeah, director's <laughs> cut then. Yeah, it was like a director's cut, and I think I know <laughs> what the director cut back in. I'll talk about that in a little while. Okay. But uh, what I like about this movie, so I say it's a long movie, but uh, what I like about this is that the first half really does capture the rawness of NWA, man. Uh, so much that. That opening, that opening doesn't even feel mm. like we're about to get into a biopic. That opening feels like we're about to watch a a hood action movie, <laughs> right? Thriller, like or yeah, yeah. Thr yeah. Like you didn't like if you like if you didn't know what you were watching, you think that this is uh some black exploitation shit. Us, this is gonna be an action movie, man. Mm. Uh, and when I and specifically action hood movie because it starts out with everything that that the that in movies the hood is about opens up with people talking about 40s <laughs> talking about malt liquor hey tasha i'm right here hey get this dude a fourth <sighs> hurry up nigga i look thirsty i look thirsty to you here bitch i just said i wasn't thirsty oh why oh, 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 oh. oh, you gotta be so ruthless sir <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> 
You want to play a drinking game, pull out your malt liquor and drink every time they say ruthless in this movie. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 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 You will not be alive. And <laughs> <laughs> it will kill you. <laughs> but you see, they got the tough talk. All the, all the You know, all the ladies are bitches and hoes and everything. So, you know, it's very straight up hood, man. Uh, the action part comes in. That's the hood part. The action part comes in because, uh, I mean, the movie got tanks. This is the beginning of the man. This is this is the beginning of the film. They got a tank coming in and crashing, crashing the hood. <laughs> I love it. We just saw a chick get punched in the stomach by by a tank. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, when we were in the theater watching this movie, it was like, wow. I mean, they just jumped right off into it. I did not know what we were getting into with this. Man, it's a great start. It's a it's an incredible start. Mm-hmm. It pulls you in, man. Punches him in the gut. With Especially, you know, you know, to speak for myself, like I know very little about NWA. Some might be surprised by that. And so I was like, wow, does this really happen? <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> now, I don't know if this happened right here. No, that don't happened. say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the, because they're dropping things in here like uh, in the beginning, you know, they're dropping little little hood Easter eggs for people who love NWA. For sure. Like, you know. The ruthless records, you right, know, uh, right. And Easy was known for talking about I'm ruthless, you know, and uh, so they, you know, the, dropping the word uh, uh, ruthless in here. That's like a, a hood Easter egg right there. But, but uh, it captures the mainstream audience's attention when you see something like that. It's like, yeah. oh, this is entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, you know, it might be it might be a little cheesy, might be a little corny, but it fits. Uh, mm. it, and it definitely fits Easy E. Yeah. Uh, Who's the director on this? Was it F. F. Gary, Gary Gray. Gray? Yeah, and he, he's done action movies, plenty yeah. of them. So it, that is true. He did Fast, uh, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he said, "Shit, I don't know if it happened, but I'm gonna have it." <laughs> <laughs> Busting him, punch a bitch in the chest. I still have these cars from the Fast and Furious movie. So yeah. it's <laughs> he actually took a tank as a souvenir. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the movie. <laughs> so. Yeah, he did Friday also. Mm-hmm. That's so, first film. Yeah, Drop Toro film. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, this is you know this way this opens up is cool, but but you know what I really like about the opening of this once we get past the tanks tearing down houses and everything mm-hmm. is that that now that opening might seem might seem a a, a, a little uh, a little extra <laughs> for um, for a biopic, you know an action scene with a tank coming in, busting down a house, but it does fit Easy's character and it does fit what they do with the rest of the characters. Because one of the things I really think that this movie does great is that it knows how to, how to introduce each of these characters in scenes that fit who they are. Uh, you know, Easy is a, is a drug dealer. He's a hustler. You know, this movie opens up with a very intense drug scene and it kind of shows why he needs to get out of the game. Well, my people sitting right across the street from your mama house right now. Because if I don't show up, they're going to show out. Greenleaf, right? That's the street she stay on? You really want to take it there? It's a good thing you start rapping because that mouth's going to get him kissed. <laughs> At least from what we see in this movie right here. Uh, when you get to another key player in NWA, Dr. Dre, you know, his is kind of the total opposite of Eazy. You know, when they show him, he's not the same guy. He's a guy that's all about his music. He's deep into his music to the point where he's just kind of lost in it. My life, my life, my life, my life in the sunshine. 
I remember when the scene stopped. I like keep playing, man. <laughs> I love that song, Roy Ayers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you put it in your movie, didn't you? I, no, I, they didn't give us the rights to that. <laughs> no, they would have. It's expensive. Yeah, you know, shit. Drake could pay for that. <laughs> I can't. Corey Coleman can't. <laughs> Doctor Corey. <cannot. laughs> uh, you know, they show how how passionate he is about his music. You know, he gets lost in it. He's, you know, he's he dreams about it to the point where it's causing a rift between him and his mother. I already know what I want to do with my life. And it definitely ain't sitting in some cubicle taking orders on a bullshit ass job. I'm shut up. Nope. Well, I think that says it all right. <laughs> you know, the moment it came out of his mouth, though, just like, I did that Not in your mama's house. Yeah, not, not your mama. Don't do that. <laughs> well, I think he walked through the rest of the movie. Like, <laughs> His neck never recovered. Never, never, never thought, came back around. Boy, I, thought a, gonna be, I thought he was going to be in a brace for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I thought I was never going to recover. <laughs> okay, thanks, mom. I'll go get a job now. <laughs> but Ice Cube, a lot of people say Ice Cube was the was the brains behind a lot of the lyrics that they first started out with. Ice Cube played by O'Shea Jackson Jr. right here, Ice Cube's actual son. Uh, but when they introduce him, they introduce him as the as the observer. You know, he's the he's the reason why he's writing all these lyrics is because he's the one that's speaking truth about his environment because he's observing all the time. You know, and they when they introduce him, uh, not only do they show him as the observer because he's sitting down quietly, you know, looking at what's happening, but it's a hilarious scene, man. It's mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite scenes, the bus scene mm -hmm. uh, from the movie where, right. where one of the Crenshaw Mafia come in because somebody was throwing gang signs up on the bus. So they come in to uh, say, well, you know what? Y'all ain't out of school just yet. You about to get another lesson. Open up the goddamn door, man. What's going Shut on? the fuck up, blood. Y'all niggas ready to die today? Don't get quiet now. All that shit y'all throwing up out the window? What's up with it? Huh? You didn't think we saw that, huh? Let me see how you do that shit again. Let me see. I was just playing, man. I swear I was only playing, man. You think niggas out here playing? Huh? Niggas die every day. I kill Crip for breakfast. Don't you ever put your motherfucking hands up on no school bus, nigga? You understand me? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Y'all motherfuckers need to gang bang them books. <laughs> <laughs> and look, he's like, I'm gonna write so many good rhymes from this. <laughs> that is a great scene, man. But if Who's you know grown ass man sitting in the back of the bus. <laughs> All these grown Damn. ass people. <laughs> All these things a man, that's a werewolf or something. <laughs> but if you notice, he's not even like he's not even showing any kind of fear or anything. And his mind is it's spinning. Like he's observing, man. He does a lot of that at the beginning of the movie. You know, they just they just they just really they, you know have a, a great way of just bringing these characters in instead of like showing a title card for them or yeah. a name and being like, oh, what's up, Ice Cube? Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not over stylized. Yeah, it's not over Their names pop up, but it's just like, it's just But they, there. again, they use story to introduce them. Yes, yes. They, they, they sit back and let the story reveal who their personalities are, you know, and they don't try to like do it really quickly or anything like that. Hey, you're writing a good rhymes today because you're always looking at stuff. You know, they, they don't do that with this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell y'all something, man. Say what you will about nepotism and nepo babies, but O'Shea, Jun O'Shea Jackson Jr., 
He was literally born to play, play this that role. role. I know. Well, yeah. but so one, I think he's just a good actor in yeah. general. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's proven that he's an he's an actor outside of this. Yes. Sure but what's yeah. so funny to me is that like Ice Cube is he's been playing himself for his entire yeah. career. And you know it's 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 hit and miss. There's some good roles and some bad roles, mm-hmm. but he's like better than his dad at playing like his dad he's being himself. He's better, yeah, yeah. 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 Because <laughs> he's played himself. his whole life growing up studying, him. yeah, doing exactly that. <laughs> Looking at his dad like, mm-hmm. role his whole life, and he's just like, okay, basically what I gotta do is just scowl all yeah. the time. Probably at the end of the day, he's like, yeah. ooh, that hurts yeah. my face. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's a better actor at everything. Yes, no, yes. And I'm yes. sure his dad is proud. He's like, yeah, of, course, sure. I would, of course, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Uh, but when you get into the forming of the band, you start getting into the music, uh, you begin to see why this biopic stands out, you know, and you begin to see why it has such a, a big social impact, which is what makes this movie stand out as a biopic. You know, um, first of all, we rarely ever get hip hop biopics. And when we do, you know, they they are not on this level right here, man. You know, we don't ever get them on this scale. You know, they either made cheap or small or made for TV or not that good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you can probably count on one hand like the ones that have gone to the theater that were good. Um, you know, for, but for fans of N.W.A., man, this was I remember when this trailer came out and everyone who was a fan of NWA lost their minds, man. Because when the trailer came out, they said, wow, this is giving, this is getting the, the big budget studio treatment that it deserves, man. This felt epic when it came out. Because everybody's fear when they heard that they were making an NWA movie. That first of all, I thought, well, that's just going to be on BET. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be cheap. It's going to be on BET. Yeah. And full of lies. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we saw Universal was putting this out, everybody's like, wow. I mean... This got money behind it. And well, and besides being such a you know a present to fans who went nuts for it, I think it it wins over a lot of people who weren't fans. Yeah, no, or I'll, just didn't know anything about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like exactly. Knew they existed. Yeah. It was uh, like, yes, exactly. And like okay, and then to watch this is one of those like it washes over you. Like oh my god, mm-hmm. I've heard amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard so many people who knew nothing about NWA. My brother in law was from Turkey. He said he saw this. And he, this movie inspired him, man. Like he was, like he, 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 this movie blew him away. He loved it. It, it pumps you up. Yeah, you no, know, yeah. it really does. It really does, man. And I'm gonna tell you, because uh, I'm a huge fan of NWA. I mean, they're one of the few, you know, bands or, or, or rap artists who I can like know the lyrics to most or a lot of their songs because I listened to them constantly when I was in high school, man. Um, you know. Uh, for me, NWA, it was uh, the, the only thing I can compare NWA to right now that I can think of for me, you know, hearing it for the first time and being just blown away, uh, knowing that this is something that's different. Uh, the only thing I can compare it to is probably Nirvana. I, I can only speak personally because when I heard that song, I was like, Jesus Christ, I, this, I don't know what it is about this song. I don't know what it is about this band. I don't know who the hell they are, but I feel like I'm looking at history in the making right now. Mm-hmm. They're changing everything. That's the first time I felt that, or that's what I felt the first time I saw uh, smell like, Smells Like Teen Spirit. So, you know, when I first saw NWA and I was in high school and all the kids were buying the, the, the records and the tapes and everything, it was like, wow, this is history in the making. Mm-hmm. We, no one has heard anything like this mm-hmm. on this level before. Um, 
You know, uh, it, it was bringing back what rock and roll did when it first came out, you know, just really shaking up authority. Mm -hmm. You know, that even more than heavy metal did, Satan didn't have nothing on these black motherfuckers, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ozzy Osbourne biting their head off, bats and everything. They had nothing to do, you know, or nothing on these guys right here speaking truth, man. It was new, it was intimidating. Uh, even other even other black hip hop people, because everybody thought, oh, of course it was wrinkling, you know, white authority out there. No, even other black hip hop people didn't know what to make of this at the time. Uh, then they, and I was I was really impressed. I thought that was cool that, that they put that in the movie when they had those dudes from New York. And they're like, man, what is this shit that, that you want us to do? Yeah, man, I ain't, I ain't with this shit, man. Fuck this shit. Fuck this Jerry Curl rap bullshit, we man. Gonna fuck you. Wearing a Kango don't make you LL Cool J, nigga. What you gonna do What you gonna do, Mark ass nigga? Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> uh, you know, being a rare... <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> Just trying to make a song. <laughs> being a rare hip-hop uh, biopic of this magnitude, you know, it, it, it gave this movie more meaning, man. You know, most biopics are, especially about mu uh, musicians, you know, they go through the rise and fall, mm -hmm. maybe rise again, yeah. you know, if they're lucky or if they're lying, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but this is the story of a, you know, this is a story of of a band uh, that, let's pull the clip up here, the trailer up here. You know, this is a story of, uh, of a band that, uh, even though they're not together anymore, uh, the band in this movie, they still serve as the voice of a people. You know, and there's a, there's a lot of racism out there, of course. And a lot of racism is, you know, it comes from America not wanting to acknowledge the harsh realities of what exists here. Mm. They don't want to acknowledge the uh, harsh realities of history. They don't want to acknowledge the harsh realities of the present that we have right here. And, you know, when you have that, you have people who would rather sweep it aside, ignore it, and lock it away. Or if they can't do any of that, just straight on attack it. You got some shit. Speak a little truth and people lose their minds. Shit, the truth is, they can do whatever they want with them. They brought them motherfuckers. <laughs> just true. <laughs> you know, the movie says... uh this movie says what a lot of people didn't understand about the music at the time, about certain conditions today. This is what I really love about this movie. And this is one of the reasons why I think it's, you know, it's appropriate. It's an appropriate movie to talk about for Black History Month, because if you ask a lot of people, black and white, they would say, why you want to focus a movie about gangster rap? You know, guys who glorify violence and drugs and guns and bitches and all that kind of stuff. Why would you want to do that? And a lot of people didn't understand gangster rap at the time, at least what it was at that time when these guys came out with N.W.A. <clears throat> they were not glorifying that. They were highlighting all the things that America was afraid to talk about, all the things that America was that did, did not want to deal with, all the things that they would turn their heads and not look at. And that's why you got ignorant shit like just say no to drugs, <laughs> you know, because it's, it, it, it's, it's easy for you to say when you're in a different community. When these people have no choice, sometimes that's a different thing. And so that's, you know, they were just they were just doing real talk. They were just bringing out what they saw in their in their environment and brought it out in a way that they thought it would be easily consumed by people making music. 
Y'all just got a snapshot of how Americans really feel. We gave the people a voice. We gave the people truth. Yeah, but your songs, they glamorize the lifestyle of gangs, guns, drugs. Our art is a reflection of our reality. What you see when you go outside your door? I know what I see. And it ain't glamorous. You get AKs from Russia and cocaine from Colombia. It ain't none of us got a passport, so... Yeah. <laughs> Might want to check the source. Yeah. Next question. Befuddled yeah. white guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Suppose that is right. I'll, 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 I'll sit down and think of a retort. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> That's totally what that is. That's 100% what that is. The befuddled white guy headshake. <laughs> well. well. All right. They sure told me. <laughs> I got a friend look like that. <laughs> you do. I do. You know what I'm talking about. I ain't gonna say his name, but I got a friend look like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing, man. Both the band and this movie, you know, they come back every now and then. They come back every now and then to say, I tried to tell you. The police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back because I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. You know, that's the anthem by N.W.A. that people thought advocated violence on the police when it was actually the other way around. <laughs> you know, it was response to violence from the police on them. Mm-hmm. You know, because these because, um, you know, they, they, they thought that they were advocating violence because these guys were thugs, because these guys were criminals. And those those pesky cops were keeping them from doing their, 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 their nefarious deeds out there. Uh, now there's a few villains in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. couple I can there's count. A, there's a, there's You're a, talking a, about my man, my guy. Well, <laughs> man, no, there's there's there's, there's or, or, got, uh, yeah. Come on, man, Shug. Oh, I know, of course, yeah. As soon as he comes on, it's like this guy's trouble. I think. Yeah. There's something about him. I don't like it. Does he have a good vibe? Oh, the black kingpin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a lair. I mean, these guys really were kind of like a Black Justice League because they had a lot of villains. They did, they did. Rogues Gallery. Yeah, Rogues Gallery. gallery. <laughs> but the biggest villain was were, were the police, man. The police were the main ones, man. In the first half of this movie, every other scene, they were getting a shit beat out of them by the cops. I'm telling you, if you get back inside, or I promise you, I will ruin your fucking night. Man, you ain't got to talk to my moms like that. Shut the fuck up. Motherfucking nigger. Oh, I'm a nigger now? No, you a motherfucking nigger. (laughs) Let's get it straight. (laughs) Um, There are moments I thought were pretty funny with with, uh, F. Gary Gray's direction with the police, man, because... The police were on their ass so much that they had scenes where in the background you got the cops who were, they're driving by, they stick their head out the window like, ooh, shit, they got some fresh ones. <laughs> We're gonna be back for them. Watch watch this scene. You can see in the background as, as Dre is talking to his uh, to his girl, you see a cop go by and he just sees him and just sticks his head right out the window like he's a dog or something. We're sleeping in a twin bed at your auntie's house. We have a baby, Andre. <laughs> he's looking at him like he's looking at holes to pick up. Yeah, I know. He's like, man, if we went on our way somewhere, I'd go back. Yeah. Way. I mean, Dre, he is sticking out of there. He ass, is sticking out of there. Like, like, That's a fine one, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get all up in that ass. <laughs> Should we? Ah, oh, that one's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> wait, till you bring, wait till you bring some more. Yeah, but uh, there's one scene here that shows how 
when you really are saying something and you're saying something uh, relevant, sad, uh, often sad. Uh, but here with all the police brutality that you see here, when you're really saying something, it comes back, man. It all it keeps coming back, and that's saying. And there's one particular thing with police brutality that's being said here that really makes this more relevant than ever. Um, and this movie touches on, you know, it's touch on everything. I mean, and it just goes to show you that this is a cycle that we still haven't really overcome yet. I mean, in the movie, they highlight the Rodney King beating. Mm -hmm. Perhaps the most notorious police brutality case in recent memory. Those blows from Officer Powell and Officer Wynn's batons continue and continue for no just reason. They just let them people do whatever the hell they want. And that's the scene before they even had the verdict that came in where they said all these guys, oh yeah, they beat his ass on the street, but they didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he had it coming. Uh, that's before the LA riots happened. A lot of, you know, we're talking about the police brutality here, and it's, it's, there's never a moment where it's not angering or even disturbing. Mm -hmm. But there's one scene that was that was very disturbing above all, man. And that's when they get har uh, harassed by a black cop. Get on the ground. <laughs> On the ground? What's supposed to do with this? On the ground. What we do? Hey, get out. Get on the ground now. Get your punk ass on the ground. Let's go. Get the fuck down. Showing out. Show, yeah, and see that. The, 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 you, if you've seen the movie, you know that's just the the start. Like the demeaning language that he actually uses comparing uh, NWA to slaves. You got something to say, boy? Chew. Get inside. Let's get back to work. You heard what your master said. Get inside. Boy, you shut the fuck up. Hey, get the fuck back inside. You know, that's ironic being that he was probably doing all this to impress the white cop mm -hmm. that's up there. Yeah. Something that, and this is this is the point I'm going to get to right here. Why, for people who criticize, saying, why are you doing this for Black History Month? This is not the right movie and not the right image for black people to bring out. Nah, man. NWA has been telling us shit for years. Years and people don't want to listen because they dismiss them as thugs and gangsters and all that. That particular scene right there is more relevant than it is uh, than it has ever been because Cuba, his lyrics back in the day, tried to tell us not only about police brutality and harassment, but also harassment done not by white cops but also by black cops. But don't let it be a black and a white one, cause they'll slam you down to the street top. Black police showing out for the white cop. And what do we have recently? Mm -hmm. Over in Memphis, five black cops beat an unarmed black man to death. And a lot of people ask, how could all of them do that to another black person? And this movie showed us how. It's the, the lyrics showed us how back in the day. They are told us how. You know, if 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 you are working within a racist environment. Mm -hmm. That racist environment is going to twist you into that. You will also have to be racist to thrive. You will have to prove to the racist that you are on that level and you will be just like them. Otherwise, they're going to beat your ass or mm -hmm. something. They're going to frame you up or, or do something to you. You know, and you your mind gets twisted in that right down to adopting their language. You got something to say, boy? Chew. Get inside. Let's get back to work. You heard what your master said. Get inside. You know, that's... That, <laughs> This man, who, who knows what this man was thinking before he got in there, but you know, if, you part, if you're part of the system, you're gonna be part of the system. Right. Are you gonna be a problem of the system? You know, uh, 
this is something that in, that they also covered here in the movie. That's not that it's nothing new. It's, it's crazy how that now this was happening still in the nineties. This you know America has killed people for simply speaking truth, speaking out. The Black Panthers who went in and tried to do better for their community got murdered for that. Mm-hmm. At least you know some heads of the Black Panther. These guys, they they you know they 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 showed you that when you come out and you. And you speak truth in a way that is very headstrong, very defiant, you know, very forward. You know, the government is watching. <laughs> those, 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 those dudes. Oh got, yeah, they, they got a file on you. They got a file on you. Yeah, they got. They had the. And, and usually the FBI, they'll they'll put a file on you. And they won't even tell you. Mm-hmm. They want to let them know. Yeah, we know what you, we know what you're doing. We see your black asses out there. I just said we retire it for now. Okay, it is a reasonably worded threat. This isn't uh, street bullshit. This isn't the Crips and Bloods and crap. This is the federal government. These guys can come after us a million different ways. I don't even want to think about it. And that's uh, Paul Giamatti as Jerry Heller there, the manager who, if you know the movie, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of different stories that go on outside of the movie, but in the film it alleges that Jerry Heller was stealing from a lot of the members of the band, uh, was giving them really dubious contracts. Jerry Heller tells a different story up until the day he died. So I'm mean, keep in mind as a biopic, so who knows? Who knows what was happening? But uh, he's definitely one of the villains in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, but we'll talk about him in a little bit. But you know, here's the funny thing about this and why, why you know, these guys, they come out speaking truth and we don't want to hear it. You know, it's, it's again, it's very... Uh, it's very relevant today, the hypocrisy that goes behind that, because they've been speaking for years about police brutality. And all these people talked about back the blue, back the blue, mm-hmm. I back the blue. Yeah. You back the blue as long as they were beating the asses of people you didn't like. Right. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. all the people with the blue lives matter. And well, what if the cops were gone? Wouldn't you like that either? It's like, I wouldn't mind it if it, these cops were gone. Mm-hmm. I, what's wrong with wanting better cops? Yeah. But you got better cops. And when those cops do their job, but it's not the job or the agenda that certain politicians want, then they ain't backing shit. Mm-hmm. They, 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 you know what? They backing the fuck off because you had those people who ride at the Capitol. And there's a lot of politicians out there who will not address that a lot of these rioters, these insurrectionists, these traitors, they went in and threatened these cops, a lot of them with the N-word. More and more insurrectionists were pouring into the area by the speaker's lobby near the rotunda. Some wearing MAGA hats and shirts that said Trump 2020. I told them to just leave the Capitol. And in response, they yelled, no, man, this is our house. President Trump invited us here. We're here to stop the steal. Joe Biden is not the president. Nobody voted for Joe Biden. I'm a law enforcement officer. And I do my best to keep politics out of my job. But in this circumstance, I responded. Well, I voted for Joe Biden. Does my vote not count? Am I nobody? That prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This voted for Joe Biden. You know, you don't hear those politicians talking about that shit. Mm -hmm. You don't hear them bringing this up. They, in fact, they made fun of that guy, and they made they made fun of another guy who had PTSD afterwards. Yeah, right? yeah. treated pretty much said he was a bitch because he couldn't do his job. He couldn't handle it. 
you know, but but yet these people want to call these guys evil over here because they speak the truth and they talked about how the cops abuse them. You know, this is why this movie is important. This is why this is something. This is why something like this should be talked about. It's easy to keep repeating the same shit about Martin Luther King. It's easy to right, keep right. repeating the same shit about holding hands, getting along, and being colorblind and all that shit. That does nothing to speak to the truth of what really goes on. That shit's you know that's that's all that kumbaya shit. That's just a, a distraction. Well, this is why this movie is important, and his and his band was important. Uh, you know, talking about how this movie had uh, still has an impact for tragic reasons, you know, that's 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 sad. You know, of course, it's something that gets you down. But they're really, you know, I don't want to make that the highlight of this right here uh, because all that stuff is very tragic. All that stuff is disheartening. It's very sad. It's very true, too. But, you know, I mean, listen, this is a movie, too, you know, and then you, this movie is not successful just because it was speaking truth. You know, it ain't no struggle shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit it ain't anything but a struggle to get through this because it's a, it's, a, it's a very entertaining film, man. And here's the thing that I, that, that I, when I was watching it, I remembered why a lot of people love this movie because this movie was inspiring. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, it was, this movie was inspiring because, uh, and it's still inspiring today. I watched it and I was like, damn man, I'm, I'm looking at these guys like, uh, how these guys are, 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 are persevering, you know, not, 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 not through racism and police brutality, but just persevering through creativity, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and often, you know, through all the and see, that's the thing. You watch this movie; it's not depressing, anything like that. It's often very exciting, and it's often very funny. And man, a lot of people relate because a lot of when a lot of people get together, work on projects, and same can be said, the, 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 you know, with, with what we do here. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of there's just a lot of hurdles you get through because of you know, uh, not everybody has the same skill set. Somebody feels like they're doing more work than the other. Uh, people can't rap. Let's go. Cruising down the street in my six four. <laughs> they like shit. <laughs> <laughs> now that's one of the things I call bullshit on this movie because don't nobody start out rapping that bad and end up being like one of, uh, one of the world's most legendary rappers right, like right. a week later. Right. I was yeah. like, nah, he wasn't that bad. Yeah. Now come on, they did that. They did that for comedic effect. And he's dead, so he can't count. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, goddamn it! No, no, no. Uh, then you know, of course, you know that now you have that sort of creativity between people. They're trying to find their voice, trying to find their stride and whatnot. That's relatable, man. You know, I, sure. I, I like I said, I, when I work with people, we've gone through stuff like this. You know, we we made skits where we told people to repeat lines and read it this way and whatnot. Like, goddamn, man, can't you can't you act? <laughs> you know, I'm not talking about you, Mark. You know. <laughs> But you know we've been through that, man. Uh, but there's also some hilarious scenes in here, man. Uh, where you know you're always going to have this in movies where people are trying to find success. They're going to have people who don't believe in them. Mm. And man, I was laughing my ass off. That's at those the cornerstone scenes. of the biopic. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, I was laughing my ass off at those scenes with uh, with Lonzo. I guess that was. Uh, Dre's uncle or something, man. Mm-hmm. The guy who uh, was giving him a place to record, who employed Dre to, to, to DJ at his show. The only thing is he didn't want to hear all that gangster shit. He didn't want to hear all that all that rap shit. He wanted to play R&B songs and love songs. Mm-hmm. And these dudes, they... I don't even know why he kept them around because they were just a pain in his ass and they didn't like him. <laughs> and I forgot the guy who played Lonzo, man. Uh, but he was... Th- I know his name is Corey something, the, the actor. Mm-hmm. But this guy was hilarious. I wish he had more scenes in this movie. And I'm serious about all you motherfuckers taking up my time and that's coming out your pay. 
no disrespect, easy, because I know you're real. But you motherfucker, I ain't gonna take that shit from you. Yeah, he's, Tw- gonna, he's gonna shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're real. Yeah, yeah. He's scared. He's that way. <laughs> You motherfucker, I ain't gonna take that shit from you. 20 years from now, you gonna fucking thank me, watch. Nigga, 20 years from now, you still gonna be recording love songs in this dusty ass garage. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Wrap this shit up. Yeah, okay, you got it. No, you got it! <laughs> oh, man, that's one of my favorite love songs. You got it! <laughs> Man, and they always show him like fluffing out and spraying his jerry curl yeah. when he's talking. That yeah, Lonzo. Lonzo Corey Reynolds, thank you. Oh, okay. Corey Reynolds mm-hmm. is the actor's name. Uh to me, Corey's in his I know. Yeah. Corey Hawkins, mm-hmm. Corey Reynolds, Corey Coleman. <laughs> uh yeah, that's the, man, that guy's hilarious, man. I tell you, after I saw this though, and I heard several people say this, man. After they saw this, a lot of people, including myself, said, you know what, man, either I just want to go home and work on all the projects I never, you know, I, I never started working on. Mm-hmm. Or with with me, it just made me want to work harder on the stuff that we were doing here. It's just, you know, it's, it's just the creativity, uh, the creative process with these guys, man. I don't know what it is. I might have to watch it again to see, but it was just something about this movie that just inspired people to just, you know, get, do do something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it made you, at least me, I don't know if you can attest to this, miss those days when we were young, a long time ago, when so many of us who were all doing kind of the same thing and working yeah. together back and forth, you know, the 90s. Yeah. It was a, you know, it was a, it was a fun time. It's a creative time. It was so much energy in, in the you know, atmosphere. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You remember those days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, back then. Yeah, back Trying to come out of the mid-90s. Yep, yeah, that was hard. That was hard, but I was inspired. You were inspired, Thanks to these guys yes. right here. And you know what? Creativity. Yes. Thank you. WWA whiteys with attitude. Yeah, oh, I got it. Mostly, though, as I said, it has a lot of serious stuff in here, but it's just an entertaining movie, man. It is. Yeah. A lot of great performances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we mentioned some of the actors already. I forgot to get that. Carlo, who's the guy that plays Easy? Jason something. Mitchell. Jason Mitchell. So Corey Hawkins, Jason Mitchell. You know, we've seen those guys come up, man. Aldris Hodges, man. Aldris Hodge. Oh, Aldris yeah. Hodge has done has gone on. Oh, yeah. To 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 like really blow up. Yeah. Uh, Hawkman, Hawkman, yeah, just in Black Adam. He was one of one of the few things I really liked in that movie. Mm-hmm. As far as genuinely liking, sure. you know, and he's one of those guys. I can't wait to see what he does next. Uh, even though he looked nothing like MC Ren when I did this, I was, when I when we talked about the movie at first, I was like, man, that's the craziest cast, and they they're not even the same size. <laughs> MC Ren was never as muscular as this dude, tall as this dude. He did have one of the best album names of all time, though. MC Ren. Uh, He's my blackies. <laughs> I don't think that's very good. <laughs> like, like he, somebody pissed him off, but he had just come from the dentist, so his mouth was still. Kiss my blackies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. I I love saying that title. Keys my blackies. <laughs> like a bee is telling you to kiss it. Keys my blackies. <laughs> you always got to close one eye when you do it too. <laughs> yeah, man. I I don't even think I've heard that album. <laughs> but I love that name and that cover. Um, one of the best performances in here, though, 
is uh, Paul Giamatti, man. Yeah. Paul Giamatti is amazing in this movie as as their as their manager, who depending on what you have heard or believe, but according to this movie, ripped them off. Uh, Paul Giamatti, he's you know he listen. One of the things that Paul Giamatti is great at in movies is losing his shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just losing his man. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved it when when in when NWA. Well, I guess it didn't drop Cube. Cube left NWA because he didn't like what was going on with Jerry Heller. And if you go by this movie, it was appropriate for him to feel that way. But you know how it is. And then hip hop beef gets started some way, somehow. So NWA is making diss tracks about, about Ice Cube calling him Benedict Arnold because he decided to leave. And they forget just how amazing a lyricist Ice Cube is. And Ice Cube's like, all right, y'all want to play? And thus he went off and created what is considered now a classic, No Vaseline, which NWA, they got it pretty hard in it, but that one line about Jerry Heller in there. It's a case of dividing conquer because you let us shoot, but get my crew. He's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's that one line. Jerry Heller got one line. Like the rest of the song went awful NWA, but Jerry Heller had that one line right there and he lost his mind. And Paul Giamatti is great in that part. I don't know, you know, defamation of character libel, I don't really care. The anti-Semitic piece of fucking shit. Who the fuck does he think he is? Unfucking believable. That kind of fucking bullshit, Jew bashing bullshit. You know what? I'll call my friends at the JDL. <laughs> That's always funny when somebody's like, what the fuck do you think they Because he's getting himself revved up. That's what it is. Angry and angry and angry. Yeah. It sure is, man. Yeah, he escalates. Like, this, this is the first, your first one of these, isn't it? <laughs> I thought that man was going to get into the recording booth and, and record a diss track. <laughs> you want to fuck with me? A fucking Jew? I'm going to come after you. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's good, right, fellas? <laughs> Right? Put a beat to that. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, I love that, man. Uh, so how does the movie hold up today? Uh, so watching it today, you know, and it's different. It's going to be different for everybody. I still love the movie, man. It's a lot of great things in this film. The movie, as I said, still holds up with certain things to say better than ever. But I still think the first half is much better than the second half. We were talking about this before. What are you going to say? Uh, it, that's kind of the thing with a lot of biopics. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it is with this, man, where the first half had that raw energy, man, show why these guys, you know, it was, it was angry. It was, it was, you know, and it was, it showed why people would be scared of these of these guys, man. The, it, the first half had something to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, that's why, again, it has an impact. The second half is where you start to get into... Okay, this is a biopic. Yeah, you know. Now they kind of did. Oh, what are you gonna say? I'm no, sorry. it just it it goes through all the the, the tropes and the structure. Yeah, by your film does. The... And, it's, and it's the fall. And it's the falling out. And it's usually it's you know either because people don't get along or it's either drugs or alcohol. In this case, it's people just don't get along. Yeah, and and yes, yeah. It, it's it's all that. And there's like a checklist of yes. uh, okay, well if you're going to you're going to talk about them, you got to have this in there. <laughs> yep. or you got to mention this. Yeah. Or you got to do this. And it's like, man, we had a good, great, like you say, raw movie. Movie that was something different. Yep. And then it was like, yeah, but here's the list. You got to get those in there. Yep. Like, it was, right. Yeah. It was so raw. Stood out from biopics, and the second half became biopic. Now they they did little things in the in the beginning where you know they they were dropping little hints of, oh shit, that's the origin of this thing you like, yeah. like like bye Felicia, bye Felicia. 
you know that I, I can guarantee that didn't happen. That's again, right, that's right. that's the Easter yeah, egg yeah, right there. Right, right, that's right. when they were having a party. There was a chick named Felicia there. Some dude named who was strapped came looking for her. So they pushed Felicia out. Boy, there's a lot of nudity in this movie yeah, too, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about from. that in a minute. But you know, uh, but the second half is where you start to have the movie just stops for, like, remember that thing you love. This is how they made it. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. It's just. And those things are never true. They're never true, and they just seem phony, man. Where the first part of the movie seemed just real. Now we start getting, as you say, those tropes. Yes. Which just seem just like, you know, it's... And these guys are great actors, but the, like when they have them do this, the acting just seems phony. You got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ice Cube, you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I did just like that, son. Just like that. Laugh that way. <laughs> he said what would be the classic line from that movie out loud to himself <laughs> because he knew. <laughs> yeah, man, that's him writing Friday. You got knocked the fuck out of that famous line Chris, Chris Tucker did. It, um, see, that's, that didn't happen like no, that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a classic. Plus, you know, it, it, we already got our Friday Easter egg. We don't, we don't need a whole bunch more. No, we need more. a lot more. No. <laughs> Ice Cube's a good yeah. producer on this movie, yeah. so you can put that in there. That hood rabbit needs to lay all the Easter eggs out there, man. Hood <laughs> 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 Or, you know, that's for the movie. Of course, they got to do it for the music, too. Like, they got Dre making a beat and then Stoop just like, oh shit, let me just drop some lines real quick. Like 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 he's thought up like but he thought up on the spot. Uh -huh. Like no right wind to that at all. Damn Dre, what the fuck is that? Feeling that shit. Yeah, you feeling this? Yeah. Hey, hey, look, uh, I'ma spit a little something. Alright. You feel me? You say whatever, you just jump in, nigga, and just all right. hold on, look, I got something. Here we go. One, two, three into the vote. No, <laughs> no, that, that, that shit did not happen like that. I, I, I wasn't there, but I'm going I'm to call bullshit. I can't see or hear Snoop without thinking of him and baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, little man, I see you built a fort. Fuck your fort. <laughs> 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 I want my daddy. Fuck your daddy, <laughs> man. <laughs> you should see Baby Boy, man. That Snoop, Snoop Dogg. I've seen that scene. I've seen that scene. He's amazing. I, that that movie is just stuck in my head. In quiet moments, I think about Tyrese going, "Papa, your bitch ass ain't gonna do nothing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they bowl of cereal. Yeah, I cannot. Uh, seriously, that's been on a loop in my head. <laughs> oh. But back to yeah, <laughs> man. Straight out but, of but yeah, listen. Also, I love Lakeith Stanfield uh, as an actor. I think he's a great actor. He's one of my favorites. I love the guy. I miscast as Snoop Dogg though. It just looked nothing like Snoop. Oh yeah. I heard Nipsey uh, Nipsey Hussle was actually supposed to play Snoop at one time, but he declined. I think. Who looks more like Snoop than much more like Snoop than uh, mm. Lakeith Stanfield does. So I looked at that. That's another thing with the movie. I was like, he when I see him, he's just doing an impression. Yeah. And there's even one part with the the he just stops talking like Snoop. Man, I'm like you're being Lakeith right now. <laughs> but hey, you know, boy, and when Suge Knight enters, 
<laughs> That's the Thanos of oh. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, they're setting yeah. something up here. <laughs> Later in this phase, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's because I thought they were gonna have like a, I thought they were gonna have a, a hip hop universe with with Death Row and all. And people are actually saying that, like, man, we're gonna make a movie about uh, Tupac is gonna be related to uh, uh, Straight Outta Compton. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get uh That's a good idea. Actually. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get Snoop Dogg with his story, you know. Mm -hmm. And I guess they all come together and they have to at the end of it, they gotta save the universe from Suge Knight. <laughs> <laughs> because when Suge Knight enters the movie, man, it's not even a... It's it, it it's not even feel like a biopic anymore. It feels like a mafia movie, our uh -oh. gang yeah. our gangster film, which hey, look, I guess they were gangsters to a certain extent. Think I'm signing that. You crazier than I thought you was. I'm out. Yes. He's <laughs> yes. <laughs> being a villain already. Yeah, yeah. Like maniacal and all that. Enjoy yourself. Oh, nah. I think you're going to stay here for a while. Fuck it, sure. Y'all niggas don't scare me. You can talk tough all you want, but this ain't no record. Don't make me change you, Eric. <laughs> Put on a that that battle glove. Snap your ass! Don't make me snap your ass. So someone is that you know I'm not too familiar with like if, if all this is actually true. And if he's over exaggerating, he's entertaining in the movie. Look, this act—he's just fun. Suge Knight was a villain in real okay, life. No, I know that. I know that. But like these intimate details, it's just fun to watch him be that way shit, throughout the, the entire film. Is in jail too? Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, shit. did he run over somebody? Oh, oh, that, no. oh no, I guess Suge Knight himself For, ran Shug over Suge Knight did that. Yeah, yeah, he's in jail and he turned into a bitch in jail real quick. Did he? Yeah, mm. but yeah, but the actor—he's oh, in jail no. too. No, it's too bad. Don't make me change. <laughs> like, you know, what, change his pants? Or something? Like, shit's on the change his gender. <laughs> yeah, I think he played Suge Knight in the, in the Tupac movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, which everybody was looking and, forward to because the dude they got to play Pac looked just like him. The movie and he played did. Tupac in something else. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, anytime he's on screen, I'm like, oh, this is very fun. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. is very entertaining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Boy, I love the way, like, so Suge and Dre, they went and made, uh, and it's really Dre, you know, they did, they so they started Death Row Records. And Dre was all about business and doing the music. <laughs> but I love the way Suge Knight just mm -hmm. overnight turned that shit into most Isley. <laughs> Yo, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrificing people to dogs. <laughs> I think it's like Jobs Palace. That's the rancor. The dog is like, no, you just stay right here. <laughs> 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 like, what the hell is this? You feeding a man to a dog over here in the studio? What the fuck is happening? Yo! What? <laughs> you want somebody to see that dog? Like, you on that? Oh. <laughs> you know, uh, there's parts of the movie when it gets to the end, as, as much as uh, these actors are great in this, there's some parts where it just gets really over dramatic. This is an important company, Eric. I'm not gonna let you fuck this up, Eric. Oh, for Christ's sake, Eric! 
<laughs> oh my Christ! <laughs> like a lover's leaving him. Yeah, 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 it's almost like a soap opera at that point. And I really like Paul Giamatti in that movie, but I'm like in this movie, but I was like, Jesus, it's <laughs> too much from you. <laughs> oh my Christ! Watch you is why are you going on? Oh, Don't no, do this to us. I can change. Oh gosh darn it! Eric, I'm not gonna let you fuck this up, Eric. Oh, for Christ's sake, Eric! Oh, oh for Christ's sake! Like, damn, man. You're too white in that scene, Paul Giamatti, all right? Jesus. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh, Don't do this. Like it, shit like his lover just left him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's too bad because they have a lot of great scenes in the movie yeah, together. I mean, that's like, you know, almost as his father figure. Like, I don't know what, I will say that the, the movie doesn't really explore Easy's like, outside of what we initially see him in like in the neighborhood and just you know what he does for a living but i don't even know about his childhood or what he grew up and so yeah. i kind of like that connection he has with mm. um with, with jerry, jerry. Mm -hmm. yeah know? there are moments that and i think the wholesome i think the movie does is i think you know just barring the uh, you know in this movie that it, the whole nwa team just pretty much says yeah you know jerry's jerry's crooked but i you know there are moments where i think the movie wants you to like not hate Jerry Heller like it, oh yeah there's oh, multiple yeah. Like, moments like, yeah. like he was he, there for them in their corner even if he did screw them later on things started out with the best intentions yeah and Jerry Heller to the day he died said that is not what happened now I'm not saying I backed the guy you know because I, I haven't even heard the full story from NWA side but he just says you know that's not what truly happened right there but uh they do I think they 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 don't want you to hate him. They want you to kind of feel sad that all this fell apart. Yeah. Because, you know. That's how I felt watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think he really was behind them in the beginning. And maybe he did just get tempted and take some off the top or screwed them over. Who knows, man. Um, I, you know, another thing with this. I, like this cut that I saw, man, it was a shitload of nudity in, in, in the movie already. But there was a lot more. And I was like, where did you see this cut? I don't, uh, man, where did I see this? I forgot. It's but. available on various services. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. But I know this, that's like, I don't remember seeing that ass. And I was, pay, I, <laughs> I was, and I was, I was paying attention to all the ass in the movie. And I said, that's a new one right there. So I don't know. <laughs> what what did, uh, maybe you could tell me, Chat, is there a director's cut out there that added a lot of stuff? Because I, I, it's been so long since so I've seen it. I can't remember. There's, there's, there's a director's cut where they have an extra 20 minutes. Okay, so I, I had an I option to either watch a, a version <clears throat> that was two hours or 26 minutes or two hours and 46 minutes. And I, I chose okay. the the twenty yeah, two hours and 26 minutes. I think I saw the... You saw the long I one. think I saw the, the BET After Dark cut. <laughs> you know, I think I saw the, the, the one... The booty that, cut. You the, saw the booty yeah, cut. The, the ass, yeah, the ass and titties cut right there. Somebody said I was on ass watch. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching a lot of ass. Um, you know, uh, speaking of nudity... So, I don't want to. I don't want to come in and and seem insensitive to this part of the film, but um, the 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 storyline with Easy Eric Wright getting getting HIV. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of mixed on that because I look I'm I'm being respectful, you know. To, to I'm talking about the movie, not not Eric Wright or, or Easy. Not the person. It just so, so there are certain times I think they handled it well, and certain times I did not. 
Uh, we were laughing about this before. Oh. It has nothing to do with laughing at somebody with AIDS or anything. It's just, I got a thing where I think, it, I can't even get mad at it. It's a trope I don't like, but I laugh every time I see it. Whenever somebody gets sick and they always get the, <clears throat> The cough, uh -huh. yeah. and it's not yeah. just the cough. It's that cough that says you're gonna die one day. <laughs> it, it, it's the cough, <coughs> followed by, "Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine." If you want me, Eric, Jerry can't beat it. All right. Hey man, <laughs> you okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that man that part right there like okay you know that's 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 something you see in every movie it's, it never looks convincing we've yeah. seen in so many movies that even I the, the other day I coughed my daughter said you're right and I was like yeah I'm all right yeah. and in my brain I went oh shit <laughs> you're like what kind of shitty writing is this uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna die <laughs> no you're not gonna die you just you're just speaking some really bad dialogue right now <laughs> you'll be all right <laughs> oh. Take a couple of pages of good dialogue, call me in the morning, man. <laughs> uh, that part is is silly to me. But but when they started handling, uh, I, I got into how, you know, just how scared Easy was when he got HIV. Sure. You know, that that part, I thought, that was that was really rough. What, what are we supposed to do? Mr. Wright, you need to understand that you are very, very sick. I don't even feel that bad, Doc. Don't tell me that. Don't care tell me that. Palliative care. We could probably keep you comfortable for um, maybe six months at the very most. Comfortable? What do you mean comfortable? Like, Jesus. <laughs> He's like, how do I leave this room? <laughs> yeah. And how do I tell him that we can't really keep you comfortable? Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. What do you mean comfortable? Mm, not what it normally is. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. You want to know what the most messed up part of that scene is, though? Oh. Yeah, I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> when that dude just shut the door, <laughs> it had no expression after. He was going to start crying. <laughs> you know, I don't think he gave it shit. He was like, I don't want to hear this, man. He's like, he's bringing, he's fucking up my vibe right now. He's ruining my mood. It seemed more like a, damn, E, uh, e is gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They didn't speak to that ignorance. It's like, you know, where his whole thing is like, I'm not a, you know, an F word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's another and, thing with the movie. Know. They say that they, they, if you want to know something that probably would not fly today, even within the next, you know, the past six years, they say the F word a lot in here. You know, the F That's part of the vernacular. That's what yeah, they said. Yeah. Yeah. From, from the but 90s. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what they talk like. So yeah. I know a lot of people. It'd be dishonest to, to not yeah, have it. Exactly. To, it would be. Now, a lot of people today might be like, yeah, I don't know if this movie, I don't like that what they say they cancel this movie. I doubt if anybody's already cancel it, but I can I know some people might be offended, but that's it's a reflection of the times, what mm -hmm. they talk like. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I know <clears throat> I know a lot of people who talk like that. And we didn't think twice to get offended because it's just that's how it was. Yep. Um not proud of it, but nah, that's yeah, how it was. No. Yeah, also with that, I, again, I thought that scene was handled very well. The scene where, you know, they all come in and they're upset about Easy dying, going into a coma and dying. I thought that, that stuff was handled well. And then they came in with a scene that just didn't seem, uh, it just seemed to undermine everything that they had done that was so good. And maybe this is part of the director's cut, I don't know. But they do this really, you know, this, this great dramatic scene of him with HIV and finding out that he has it suffering through it, everybody else, you know, just being distraught about it. And then they tack on what feels like a PSA mm -hmm. afterwards about HIV. 
Easy wrote me a personal letter to read to each and every one of his fans and loved ones. I just feel that I've got thousands and thousands of young fans that have to learn about what's real when it comes to AIDS. I would like to turn my own problem into something good that will reach out to all my homeboys and their kin. You know, I feel like this is a commercial right. right now. I mean, you know, this is like something that would come on between, a, you know, TV shows or something. Mm-hmm. Again, not a, not not saying that it's not a good message, not saying that this is, you know, something that shouldn't be said. It just didn't fit in the movie to me. It, it, it feels obligatory. Yeah. It almost feels like that was like a really big personal thing that he almost asked them to always hold on to this and speak on this often. <clears throat> it's like, well, we got to put it in the movie. Mm-hmm. He would have wanted yeah. it in the movie. It's not like that to me. Somebody so, said they know. felt like he was about to pick up a Pepsi. And look at <laughs> oh, God. It was on the checklist. <laughs> I think it, I think they meant well, but it just it doesn't just work in the flow of the movie. No, it does not. It mm-hmm. No, again, well-meaning, well-intentioned, yeah. but it doesn't work with the flow of the movie. That's yeah. exactly how you could put that. Mm-hmm. Um. It says lawyer read that letter in real life. Someone said, "I'm not yeah. saying that they couldn't do it. It just it didn't flow with the movie." It comes well with me. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that was in the actual movie. I didn't remember it actually. Uh, one of the things I questioned, and I've heard this is real because this seems like one of the most exaggerated parts of the movie. One of the parts that anybody and anyone would say that never happened, but apparently, and I think I heard Ice Cube say this in an interview. He said, "Yeah, I went in there and tore that record office up, and they didn't give me my money." Should have kept your word, Brian. I was too late for that yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, we're you, past that. You should have done that before you start beating the shit out your walls up in here. Um, <clears throat> some interesting side notes. And also to kind of end on a positive here. Uh, well, let me see here. Oh, you know what? No, still more negativity. Uh, because this is true. This is true. This is something that should be... It, 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 listen, I'm not saying one way or the other, but it is out there and should be addressed. You know, this movie kind of glorifies a lot of the members of NWA, especially Dr. Dre. You know, in the movie even says, you know, he went on to make one of the biggest deals with Apple ever. He's a billionaire now. Um, a lot of people are, st- are still kind of mentioning that, you know, I don't know how we do this. Uh, maybe we should just, maybe we, j- we should just, you know, not push this aside when we talk about Dr. Dre. I'm not saying we should, have, you know, we should cancel him or anything like that. But, you know, let's, let's not totally ignore that he probably has a history of abuse with women, and a lot of people have pointed to one of his, one of the, the one of the women he signed on to uh, to, to his label as a, as one of his acts, Misha Lay, who said, "Yeah, he came in and just beat the shit out of me." One night he came in. He, I guess he went out with stock and, and and yelling, and he came in drunk and just. I'm sorry, y'all. So low, it just sound like a a, a fly buzzing. <laughs> but she, what she says, I'll try I'll play it. Maybe turn it up. But he said he just came in one night. He was, he, I think he said he was drunk or something. He socked me. Took off and socked me in ass. I don't. I honestly can tell you, we couldn't have had an argument or anything because I was just getting waking up to. I like the way he confused you. Like, is this Minnie Mouse over here? Yeah, yo, no, is this just the audio? Is that what? No, no, no. It's, 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 it's her voice. I like voice. the way, oh. like, did you speed this up? Yeah, I, I didn't know. I'm like, this is, yeah, okay. Did she, did she suck in some healing before you? <laughs> That's the way Michelet talks. Man. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just heard no, I've known another, uh, another couple of women who have that, that kind of cartoon voice. Because oh. it was uh, one of my daughter's uh, friend's uh, moms. Remember walking with her. And I had never talked to her before. And I had my head turned. She started talking. 
And I turned thinking she was doing a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. I was like, oh no, that's that's her voice. Okay. okay yeah. yeah. So I mean, to me, I, I was just I was just taken back. I wasn't sure. So was hey, saying. man, you want to be taken back more? Uh, I should have I should have pulled this up. Oh, her music. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I mean, it's close to her singing voice. Mm. Uh, let me. What's that? I say it's close to her singing voice. No. No. Not at all. Doesn't she sing no more lies? But she don't sound like that. She puts on a different voice. Yeah. Different let me. Yeah, this is an education for me, so I I just don't know. Let me see here. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me find, let me find something from her, real quick. Hmm. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. Let me see here. I'll play. Let me see. I'll play a song from her called "Nicety." Hmm. Yeah, night. They they sound nasty. <laughs> let me see here. Oh. Uh, so, so here's again. Here's her. Here's her talking. Okay. Let's see where. There she is. You can you can barely hear it, but uh, oh, wait, hold on. I definitely can. You can't hear it. Right <laughs> yeah, here you can. Only yeah. dogs can at this point. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Pixie? <laughs> he went out with stock and and, and yelling, and he came in drunk and. Just okay, she sounded like Elmo. Or yeah, right? yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, now yeah. Here, here's a, so here's here's a song right here, Nicety. Let's see, and you hear a singing voice compared okay. to her. Yeah. All right, Jesus Christ! No, completely different. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, it sounds like a different person. about 10 octaves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Much like, deeper. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, a lot of, you know, she, was, she, would, she would do interviews and people were like, quit bullshitting, girl. She's like, no, that's me. He'd look like me at first and be like, oh, no, <laughs> so this isn't a bit. Okay. <laughs> that, that's me singing. Wow. That really is. I'm like, no, nah, that's, that's back when he had Milli Vanilli and stuff too. Uh -huh, like, uh -huh. you Milli Vanilli in this shit. No, that's me. No, it really is. Wow. Um, huh. Yeah, also, now, you, you know, again, I'm not trying to accuse or anything like that, but if we're going to talk about guys putting truth out there, then maybe some of this stuff should be addressed. Uh, Dre also has been accused of not supporting uh, a daughter that he has out there. Uh, story out there saying that his one of his daughters is, is homeless and living in her car mm. while he has an $800 million fortune. Dr. Dre's 38-year-old estranged daughter has revealed she is homeless and has been living in a car. And she hasn't received a dime from her wealthy father in 18 months. Dr. Dre's a billionaire. Now, I don't know what the story is behind that. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying one thing or the other. But, you know, these are things that should probably be talked about instead of just completely glorifying somebody based on a movie. But, you know, well, that's out there. But one of the cool things that uh, I thought the movie did was because uh, I showed... I showed this to Julian the other day. I said, he said, uh, I said, you like Dr. Dre, right? He's like, man, I love Dr. Dre. I love NW. I said, you remember uh, World, Cat, World Class Wrecking Crew? And he's like, oh, man, what, what, what is that? I said, that was a band that Dr. Dre was in before. And I said, and this is when he was uh, kind of a, a glamour boy, man. He had like a mesh suit on, uh, eyeliner, mm -hmm. lip gloss. There he is right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, just as pretty as can be. Look at him. Wow. Right there. Yeah, yeah. He was still a doctor, though. Look at that. Yeah, he's got a stethoscope. He's got a stethoscope. I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like 
Looking like he's wearing a wool suit grandma wow, made for him. Yeah, like a <laughs> <Yeah>. sweater. <laughs> yeah, it's a sweater. It's very space, space age. Yeah, 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 it's, like yeah. A, it's a one-piece sweater yeah, right yeah. here. <laughs> uh, they do kind of address that in the movie. They kind of show it, you know, minus the makeup and everything. I love your jacket, by the way. You bagging on me. <laughs> yeah, they had uh, this back when uh, I guess Lonzo had them doing the world class wrecking crew stuff. But we were talking about how he's like, man, I wasn't in the movie. And I was like, yeah, actually, it was. Mm-hmm. You know, they touched on it a little bit. Looks better in the movie than it does in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, they knew the audience that they were putting this out there for. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't put him in all that lipstick and everything, and rouge and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I love DJ Yella in the movie, man. That's my last thing right there. Uh, forgot the guy who plays DJ Yella. I know he's in a. He's in a show about Navy SEALs right now, mm. and the guy's jacked. Yeah. The guy's huge. You never tell from this movie, because he was always just kind of weaseling around trying to fuck everybody's girlfriend. <laughs> Yo, huh? I saw you talking to my lady, man. Keep your motherfucking hands to yourself. All right. <laughs> man, why you always fucking with Lonzo girl, man? <laughs> Good answer. Why not? Um, but yeah, folks, uh, that's that is one of the reasons why I think this movie should be watched or talked about for something like Black History Month or any time because the movie's still very socially relevant. But it's still an entertaining film. Still a very good film. Uh, even with that second part being more of a biopic, I, I liked it a lot. I don't know. Did you did you see it? I, I didn't rewatch it for this, but you know, I saw it when we saw it at the at the screening. Yeah, liked it, it back out. then. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, loved yeah. it. Yeah, liked it. They matter of fact, they sent us a copy. I, I rewatched it again. Yeah, Neil Brown Jr. is the guy that plays Yellow. Uh, yeah, how did you feel about it watching? Well, well yeah, I hadn't seen it since uh, you know originally came out in theaters in 2015, and I remember like really enjoying. it. I think it was mm-hmm. might have been like my top ten. And yeah, yeah. I'm saying this someone doesn't really know. I, I knew of NWA, sure. but I didn't know a lot about them. Like Ice Cube because of all the movies he did. Yeah, you know, that yeah. was the, that was my my end. But then yeah, seeing this the story and yeah, the first half I do feel like it's, it's strong. I think the rise is always interesting with biopics and like it how is. they put it together like or the they story. met and then you know the the camaraderie mm-hmm. and then and then I feel like the movie does kind of like, this is all biopics, not just this movie. But it falls into some of the pitfalls of yeah. you know it's like all right okay going through the rigmarole again but no I, I think I, I think it's great and maybe it's an idealic view of of you know their, their their lives but again I think you can you can place the blame on all biopics for doing that but no it's it's a very entertaining movie and the performances are all, all all great and you know it it doesn't it comes across very earnest for 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 the most part and so yeah no I think it's a, definitely one of the biggest successes in terms of a bi, uh, biographical film yeah. from the twenty ten so I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Full, I give it a full price. Yeah, yeah I would. I yeah, same here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here, man. I still still enjoyed watching this. I remember watching this back in the day. Watch it over again, like about three or four times, because I, mm. I, I, this is back when I was in mm-hmm. the, uh, the the that, Critics Association, mm-hmm. and I I think either got a copy or I think I, that's what happened. I got a copy. That's why I watched it because I remember like saying I watched this before it went to home video or you know yeah. uh, VOD, and at first I watched the whole thing. And loved it, you know, thought it was great. But the second time I watched it, only watched half of it. Another time I watched it, cut off about halfway. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm really just really enjoying this first part the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's still a great film, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, check it out. Like I said, I might be able to provide a code for people to yes. get the movie. With bonus features and everything. All right, y'all. The long uh, version. The, the, the booty version. The booty version. <laughs> the, booty version. <laughs> the booty butt version, yeah. 